Hi there. Welcome and thank you for listening in. I'm super stoked to have you with me. My name is Philip Hartmann and Being Dad is a show for dads. I meet and speak to unique dads, asking them to impart their wisdom and to share their experiences as dads with us. The reason for being dad is my own story. I became a father five times within 13 months. Yes, five times, 13 months. I was seriously underprepared and I struggled to find inspiring content for myself. By meeting and connecting with these men, I'm trying to learn all there is about being a dad. We cover heart-to-heart topics between two dads and our aim is to inspire other fathers. And with this, hopefully we can make a positive impact on families around the world. The best advice that I could give myself is be intentional as a dad. And uh, if I swear or yell at my kids, tomorrow's a new day. My next dad, Mark Russo, has two children. Mark's shares are uplifting and practical. And they are important today as we are stuck in a downturn economy caused by the global deceleration we are experiencing at this moment. Mark is an entrepreneur who built his business from nothing to a decent-sized property company. And as Mark and his wife had their first child, Lehman Brothers hit, he went bankrupt, he lost his business, and he was left with 2.5 million personal debt. Mark says he was seriously depressed from 2007 to 2012, and he went five years without a paycheck. In those times, he was trying to build a new business and be the best husband and dad he could be. I really wanted to hear how Mark managed to separate the huge anxiety he must have felt during this time and his role as being a dad. The session is really powerful and Mark shares beautiful and important insights and tips. Mark wants to create a life without regrets and be the best dad he can be, regardless of the situation. This was amplified by the sudden death of a dear friend who told him he had wished he had spent more time with his kids. Having felt more of a nuisance to his father, Mark is trying to be the dad he never had. As a family man and entrepreneur, Mark has driven a lot of intentional choices and as creating a family business or ritualizing, the most powerful takeaways for me as a dad were, when times are tough, there's always that one part of life I can control and that is being a good dad. A successful life and being a good dad for that matter stems from the ability to wake up the next day and be a better version of yourself. Life has a time expiration. Learn to live life without regret. And I really love this one. Every night before bed, Mark and his daughter play gin, a card game, for 15 minutes. An amazing way to connect on an ongoing basis. Carve out a dedicated stretch of intentional time with the kids every day where you're present and engaged, even if it's short. All right. If you feel that podcasts help and inspire you to be a better parent, I'm asking you to share two podcasts, any podcasts you love, with two dads or mums you love today. Enjoy the session with Mark. Thank you very much. Mark, I'm super stoked to have you. Thank you very much for taking your time. Um, we met each other through EO and, uh, oh, yeah, through EO circles, I guess. Do you want to do a quick intro about yourself? And then we launch right into. Being a dad, your story as a dad. Uh, sure, uh, happy to happy to give you an intro, and uh, uh, thank you for having me on the on the show. And uh, so um, I'm Mark Russo, located here in Seattle, 
and uh, we were brought together through a mutual friend, Warren Restan, who has uh, been uh, a mentor of mine for about seven years. And uh, how we were connected is that I, uh, Warren and I, um, it was the depths of the recession, and uh, he saw an entrepreneur, uh, and I saw a potential mentor that could help guide and uh, bring me out of uh, really tough times and, uh, and have been a uh, lifelong entrepreneur since I was 20 years old. Uh, my business partner and I, Jay, um, have been business partners this year will be 30 years. Wow. And our first venture were we were DJs uh, at the University of Washington and uh, we expanded that business over the course of four or five years, uh, ultimately sold it for a whopping $15,000 in 1995 <laughs> okay. and, um, and bought uh, three fixer, ter- uh, fixer rental properties uh, in the, the South Seattle market. And that was uh, chapter two of, uh, of our path. And, uh, we, that was our passion, and we, we did that um, kind of like in our spare time. We had full-time jobs during the day, and, and by night we were uh, acquiring properties, renting properties, uh, and managing people to help us get them fixed up. And that just was like our 20s. You know, from 25 to 30, we acquired maybe 30, 35 houses, and, and we had a great formula. Um, our, our entrepreneurial venture continued when one of our properties had a little bit of land and we were able to short plat uh, and uh, separate the house from a piece of land. And we were able to, you know, f- figure out a formula, do that multiple times, uh, and then grew that business from, you know, just buying rentals uh, and small short plats to, to, creating small little communities, you know, an eight lot plat, a, a 29 lot plat, um, a 50 lot plat, you know, it was, we grew that, uh, significantly and, and then it all, uh, and we had great success, uh, lots of keys, lots of keys to success along the way. Um, lots of mistakes along the way. Uh, but the, the biggest challenge that we faced was we, uh, had a lot of land uh, during the 2007 2008 recession, and I was going to say you must have been mega exposed when Lehman Brothers uh, hit. <laughs> yes, we were. We 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 never thought we were. We thought we had a lot of equity, and we thought we had banks that were going to support us. And mm. and uh, you know that's a, a huge. You know, I I could spend a, a 45 minutes talking about. Uh, what it's like to work with banks when things don't go go, <laughs> no, go no, right. No. We speak not, about being a dad. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's not for this conversation. Uh, that's a yeah. different that's a that's a different podcast. Um, and uh, so it's the trials and tribulations of of uh, of being an entrepreneur, losing it all, uh, and you know w- when we decided that we wanted. Th- move forward the the we we negotiated with the bank and said we'll promise to pay you two and a half million dollars over the course of 20 years 
we didn't mm-hmm. know how we were going to pay them back, but, but that was, you know, what we kind of took on to, to bring, um, you know, to, to bring our name forward, uh, without blemishes and not going to prison. But if I get it right, you had a child at that time already, right? We had what? Or you had a child already at that time when I, it crashed. You were already a father. Yes, I was already a father. Uh, Can my, you my, just give, give us context on how that was? Yeah, sure. So uh, married in 2015 and mm-hmm. um, we had our first son, uh, Lee, at, uh, in 2006. Uh, and okay. uh, then we had Sienna in the end of 2007. Uh, and so, so the crash uh, coincided. Nice. The crash <laughs> coincided. So it couldn't have no been, pressure. yeah, it couldn't have been at a worse time. Um, but I guess, you know, it puts it all in perspective, you know, and I think that there were, you know, from a dad perspective, um, what I've always wanted to do is be, be the best dad I could, you know, regardless of the situation. And, mm-hmm. and, And so, you know, and as I look back and, um, you know, one of the best things that I did, even when I wasn't, I, I, I was, you know, super depressed, you know, from 2007 till about 2012, that's five years uh, without a paycheck. And so we were living off of equity in our home uh, and, uh my wife was supporting us as well. And so it was just a tough time, you know, trying to build a business, create a business, have this massive debt, try to raise money and try to be this amazing dad. Um, wow. and, and new, you know, like r- rightfully like a new husband as well, you know, within a, a couple of years. So, you know, lots of forces against or lots of challenges. Uh, and that's part of, I guess that's, that's no different than any other uh, entrepreneur is like, we've all faced those challenges and they just come in different, they come in like different packages. Yeah. I haven't had that to this extent. Um, Our business also not of that nature and we've never scaled to that extent, but I can relate to having basically anxiety and stress and adrenaline that doesn't stop for a year. And you got like, okay, you can't just can't stop. And then at some stage, (laughs) You lie in bed for three days so that you can continue. Yeah, it's crazy. I think Why do you a, say think, new husband? Did you did you get div- divorced and did I didn't catch that? No, no, no. Like my first marriage was at was when I was in two thousand and five. But you know, like it was two thousand and seven, yeah. and and I had to tell my wife, oh, "Sorry, I'm not taking a paycheck." And you know, that's that's tough on any marriage, and for it to yeah, be yeah, yeah. for it to be four four to five years of no paycheck, you know. That's, uh, you know, that's hectic it, it, with babies. Yeah. It's, it's hectic with babies and responsibilities and sleepless nights and, you know, so on and so forth. So, you know, I think we all can relate, you know, the kids, you know, the kids that, you know, one to four can be super challenging. And I mean, at every age they, there's rewards and there's challenges, but, um, Uh, and, and so we ended up, you know, making it through, you know, still, uh, 2014. So we restarted a business in 2010 as a home builder, luxury home builder in, 
in our market. And, and it was just starting small. And I had a lot of great mentors that supported, sorted, supported us from EO and, and YPO and WPO that, you know, kind of guided me down the path. Uh, and we started small as a, as a home builder and, um, not try to eat the whole elephant back at once because, you know, we lost all of the, all of our rental properties and we were in a hole by two and a half million bucks. So it was like, it, the mind was trying to like, okay, how can I, how big can I go? But the, 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 my ambition was wanting to go bigger. Uh, but the smartest thing that I could have done was just start small and just get the ball, get the ball rolling. Yeah, get rolling. Yeah. And if you relate this back to family, so I know that I know that um, you were kind of trying to be these two personas, right? You were trying to get this business back up, but at the same time you were trying to not have not have the whole situation impact the family and especially your kids. Can you talk around that? What strategies did you use? What how what did you do? How was that as a dad? Um, so I think that my intention. Um, so one thing that I do every year on my birthday is I, um, I, I have a goal setting. Uh, I, I take a ferry boat ride uh, along the Puget Sound in Seattle. And I uh, it's about an hour there and an hour back. And I go for lunch and, you know, and I, I write out the, these questions. I said, uh, you know, if life were perfect uh, in my X life, X, X, um, subject of life, what would it look like? And what, and with that, the question is also, what am I most dissatisfied with? And those eight subject matters are family, physical, financial, mental, spiritual, social career and relationship. And so I would ask these questions to myself on this long ferry boat ride. And, and, you know, and sometimes it's really tough when, you know, like, the depths of the depression and the, the recession and, you know, depressed and all that. But, you know, when I, the, the thing that kind of kept me grounded is like from a, when I asked myself, you know, from a family perspective, it was, I want to be an amazing dad. I want to, you know, be everything that maybe my dad wasn't. And, and, you know, I attentive there taking him to the parks, you know, loving, caring, um, lots of activities, you know, coaching their team sports. And so I just kept on writing out of like, what, what is a great dad to me? What would be, you know, who would I want as a great dad? And, you know, what are those activities? Uh, so, you know, every day, you know, I would take my kids to the park, you know, and just play with them, go to, you know, we had a park right up the street. So it was, you know, two blocks away and, we'd walk up there or, you know, in the backyard, we'd run up and down the run up and down and, uh, run back and forth and, and play soccer or, or do something active. And, and I think the, the those were the times when, you know, it, I wasn't thinking about, you know, being broke. Problems. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. thinking about, you know, being, uh, like not having a paycheck. Uh, it was the joy. It was the, the one part of my, life where I could control, I could control being a good dad. Uh, in, in quite frankly, sometimes I, I was, re it, 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 it was also hard because I was depressed and I, I didn't necessarily 
I didn't always want to or feel like it, but I knew the back of my mind, it was the intention around it. And, you know, one of the best things I also did was just, I took tons of videos and I talked just so that I could, because maybe I don't remember as much of it. uh, I don't remember as much of it, but when I see the videos, it makes, it brings me so much joy and, and, um, to see and, and remember that they didn't experience that recession. You know, it was, it was my wife and I that, you know, internally uh, felt it, but they had a great childhood without no ever knowing that dad was, was struggling. Uh, And so I think that makes me feel in retrospect, kind of like I, I did the right thing. Um, Yeah. Uh, I love that you, what you're saying, um, what I, I wrote out or I envisioned what kind of dad I would have wanted or what kind of dad I want. And that's then what I did. That's really nice to put yourself in the perspective of the child. And do you, do you, do you, do they, how are they now? Do they, I mean, they remember this time. Do they understand now? Or do they say, yeah, we knew that or this was how it was? I mean, they were really no, young at the time, were, I guess. They were I mean, too young. They were too, yeah. they were too young. I mean, they don't remember, yeah, of course. you know, my, my daughter barely, you know, remembers the house that we lived in and she was six. Yeah, yeah. And so I, oh. you know, that, uh, um, so it, it's interesting, you know, what they remember and what they don't remember. Uh, but I, you know, like on the weekends, I would take my daughter to the zoo on, I would take my son to the movies. I would, you know, I coached, you know, from two years old, I coached my son's, baseball team, you know, and, and I didn't have a paycheck, but you know, I was out there on the field, you know, twice a week, uh, just, and I did the same thing for my daughter, you know, when it was like, when she was like two, three, four years old, I coached the baseball team that she was on or the softball team or whatever, t-ball team. And, you know, and, and that was kind of my, that was my giving back, you know, uh, I'd much rather be a coach than be in a board boardroom, doing, you know, for a charity. And, and so for years I coached, you know, every team that my, my son was in every baseball team, every basketball team. And, uh, and, you know, it was like extremely rewarding up until he was, you know, fifth grade, just a, just a couple years ago. And, and like I said, I didn't, I didn't have a paycheck for, for many of those years, but, you know, and sometimes I didn't want to go coach, but after at the end of it and it was so it's so rewarding to spend the time with the with my son but also with all of his kids all the boys that that he grew up with yeah and how was how did your wife see the whole thing did she say uh you have to do this it gives you the balance and i can see the energy you're drawing from this uh being on standing on the field and working with the kids or did she say you know you should actually go out and speed up building your business fast. So how, how was that? I mean, that's a whole dynamic on its own. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think that she would ever stop me from doing that. You know, I think that she, you know, certainly we had financial struggles for many years. Uh, but, you know, that wasn't the area where she would have said, okay, you need to put more time into yeah, yeah. work. Um, yeah. it's not about time anyways it's about impact yeah yeah. your job isn't to be busy your job is to make an impact that's right to get the job done it's not the amount of hours it's you know is it going in the right direction and 
of course. Um, okay. And you carried that through, hey? Can you talk a bit on, around that? We talked about this the last time. You said you have these intentional events uh, once a year or regularly. Yeah. And and you you really, really are very intentional around what you do with the kids. Can you talk a bit about that? Yeah. Well, I, I continue that ferry boat ride uh, yearly. And it is around, you know, obviously I asked the question about family and, and uh, you know, And, and it can be as, you know, like for my daughter, you know, um, maybe this is, she's nine years old or so. And I can just feel like there was a disconnect or just not, not as connected with her as I would have wanted or as I am with my son, you know, like at the time, you know, I was coaching my son's baseball team and basketball team. So I was spending a ton of time with them and not as much time with my daughter. And so... Mm -hmm. I was kind of like, okay, what can I do with my daughter that we can be connected? Uh, and so the goal that year was find a, find a way to be connected. And so every night before bed, uh, we would uh, we would play a game, and it you know it, it started maybe as Uno and. Uh, and then it just went into card games and, and I grew up as a little kid playing cards with my grandparents. And, uh, so I started teaching my daughter how to play gin. And so we would play, uh, gin and I would teach her, you know, uh, and, and, you know, week after week, it would be like every night before bed, she would be like, dad, you know, you want to play cards, uh, And, or we would read a book, but, you know, mostly it was, you know, it, it developed into playing cards before bed. Uh, and to this day, like last night, it's like 1030 at night, it's a half hour past her bedtime. And she's like, dad, can we play a game of cards? <laughs> and she's, yeah. be she's begging me now to play cards. And, wow. and I, I love it. And, 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 and there's only like, you know, a few instances where I will actually, say no um last night was one of them but in you know most of the times like all the time i will say yes even if it's past her bedtime and mm -hmm. uh it's it's just a way it's a way of just connecting and finding that small something and and you know someone told me once is all you really needed all you really need to do it's it's really hard sometimes with kids to spend a lot of time with them and be one-on-one -on -one. but if you could just spend 10 to 15 minutes every day with your kid and give them one-on-one -on -one attention. Like mm -hmm. that's the, like that's the secret sauce. That is what's, that's super important, super important despite all of everything that's going on in, in our days and our weeks, you know, if we can just spend 15 minutes and carve that out and just be present with them. So that's something that was from a goal, from goals that I developed with my daughter and, and now to have it. Um, About six years ago, um, I had one of my best friends pass away, and he died of colon cancer. Uh, his name is Joey, and he was also in EO, and, and I loved him so much. And, and he had uh, four kids, uh, and uh, three of them uh, um, were under the age of five. And so... You know, there was nothing more that he wanted in life but to spend more time with his kids and his family. 
and you know he, he that was taken away from him and, and what i what i learned is that life is life is not endless life life has a, a time expiration and is learning to live a life without regret and one of and and so what, what i created or what uh, was a the daddy daughter daddy son trip that just one-on-one I would go with my kids uh, just so that they could have some, they would have memories of their dad of doing something fun. And it was one-on-one. And, you know, when my, if my ticket got called, you know, got uh, called, you know, and I was going to heaven, you know, tomorrow they would be able to remember, you know, four or five trips that we've have gone on. And hopefully this can continue for forever. So, started the first one when my son was six years old and uh, we uh, he was big into football so we went to Arizona and went to the Seahawks game and then we went to see our college football team play uh, that same weekend ironically in Arizona and it was just like it was like this amazing fun weekend we went up and down water slides and that was the first of our endeavors. And, you know, it was just like this special time. And, and I remember distinctively, you know, we're coming back from the Seahawk game at, at nighttime. And, and he's like, he's in the back seat in his car seat and it's late at night. And he's like, dad, I just, just want to say thank you. And, you know, like it brought a tear to my eye and, and, and then like, Five seconds later, he like, he, uh, fell asleep. <laughs> yeah. And, Amazing. and that, um, mission that, accomplished. <laughs> it was mission accomplished. And of uh, course, yeah. yeah. And like, it gives me a tear in my eye just thinking about it because, you know, like that's, that's all you ever want is that them to appreciate it or them to, you know, have the joy of, of spending time with, with us, you know, because our time is finite and yeah, you, you want to create yeah. those kind of memories um, that they remember forever. And so, you know, that was my son's now 13. So that's six trips ago. And we've gone on, you know, we've done the Seahawks uh, in San Diego. We went and saw the, the Seahawks play in London, uh, which, which, uh, which was a very special, uh, very special. And, uh, We've gone to uh, Disney World uh, with uh, my YPO group. We have um, just done uh, baseball games. It's been, you know, super fun. We did a, um, a father-son um, like uh, leadership through YPO, and and uh, it was we we went down, we climbed mountains, and we went river rafting, and uh, so that was been really special with my son and um and those are amazing bonding experiences and with your daughter you do similar trips there, yeah but my daughter her. and so my daughter and i you know i was like he, she doesn't quite have the same passion for sports um, yeah, of but we used to love going to the seattle zoo and mm. so i looked up you know online and i said okay what are the best zoos in the world and we started going to the best zoos. Like we went, our first zoo we went was in St. Louis, uh, St. Louis, Missouri. And, uh, 
it was just, it's amazing. Like they have, they, they take really great pride in having a world-class zoo and it's free. So we, we, we went there and it was super special and, uh, did a lot of fun kids things. And then the next year we went to Nebraska and, and, and I've never been to either one of these places. It's in the Midwest, mm. Midwest. And so we went to, we went to the Nebraska zoo and then we went to this, uh, um, uh, pumpkin patch and we had so much fun. And then we also went to uh, one-on-one to this, um, to Disney world. And, uh, last year she loves, we we've, loved going to concerts together. Uh, and so we went to the Ariana Grande concert in Portland. And then the next day, ironically, the billboard music awards were in Las Vegas. And so we flew to Las Vegas and, you know, it was just like this, these amazing experiences and once in a lifetime, once in a lifetime events. And you know, like, she'll remember that forever. And yeah, she will never forget it. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And, and why not? Like, we, we go on trips with our boys with, you know, guys trips, or we go on trips with our, with our, our spouses, but you know, like yeah. going on these trips with our kids is like, it's a, it's a truly special and, and they're all surprises. Like I have my next one planned from with my son and he doesn't know what it is or where it is and, and or uh, when it is. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to, to go on it with him. Yeah. It's amazing. And that's, it's a good way to to our children's hearts to spend time with them you know be it a trip or be it some as long as you make it special and i get the same feedback from my kids when i spend time with them and they just say you know thank you i, I love you for doing all these awesome st things and for spending time that you can feel it you know it's it's amazing but i think like what you shared a trip and to make it like a secret trip and make it super special i think it's that's super nice that's I actually want to implement that. <laughs> I'm going to have to convince my wife I'm doing five trips a year with the kids and then yeah. I'm going to have to go away with <laughs> her as well. <laughs> yeah, your, your trips start to get expensive. <laughs> yeah, I'm traveling all the time. And <laughs> I'm going to have to call Stephen, my business partner, as well. <laughs> That's hilarious. Sorry, Stephen. It was Mark's idea. <laughs> right. <laughs> Blame Mark. I was taking my son on the Seahawk trips and know wh where we would be hanging out with some of my buddies and they're like you know in the back of their mind they're like why are you bringing your son to a, like a you know uh, to i didn't go with my these buddies but i did see them at these seahawks games you know in yeah. arizona or san diego or something and and i think that it changed their mind and they're like okay now they started taking their kids on some of these trips and yeah. that's the And, and I think that that's when it really becomes meaningful is, is when we can do something that other people are inspired by. I mean, that's why you have this podcast is to inspire other people to, to learn and, and become, become better fathers, uh, from each other. And, and I think that you just, you just try to get one nugget from one father and say, okay, I want to implement that. And yeah. And it, and it may not it's be exactly like, it. it may not have it's to exactly be, it. it may not have to be yeah. a trip a year, but it could be a trip every other year. Oh, is this my year to yeah. go on a trip or, you know, uh, and it could be like, it can even be a, a really inexpensive trip. It can just be, you know, down, you know, uh, a staycation or, or it can be something. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be expensive and it doesn't have to be far and it doesn't have to be grandiose because kids don't, 
kids don't care. No, they want to spend the time. It's just about the time. Yeah. Can you share more strategies or things that you did while times were so difficult and tough? To to I mean, the one was that I really stood out for me to write out the dad you would have wanted or you would want. Uh, did you do other things that helped you? Obviously, routine in terms of training the kids, as I understand it, or coaching the kids. I think was there other stuff that helped you? Um, well, I think that it's there's also you know books that I was reading. I mean, there's uh, I don't I don't have them here. But there's great books, of, you know, by dads and for dads, uh, and you know, I I can't, uh, and, and I think that that was like being a student of being a better dad, you know, and I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think what you're doing now by having this podcast is, you know, is just like you know, reading. It's it's listening to other dads about how to be better. Um, And, and just having other mentors also teaching me about how to be better, how to be a better dad. Um, like Warren has been one of them and, and, you know, he, he's a great steward of, of, of family and intention and, and living, living a life uh, of purpose with strong values and, And so I think that that like surrounding yourself with those kind of people. And, uh, I think that's all been, you know, that's, that's all been what's kind of made me who I am today. And, and I think that there's also a lot of pain, you know, like what makes me be a good dad is that I don't feel like I had one, you know, like I lived in the same household with my dad, but you know, like, It didn't feel like he was a dad to me. It felt like I was, I was more of a nuisance to him. And so, you know, like I didn't want to, I didn't want my kids to ever feel that. I didn't want my kids, you know, I want my kids to feel loved and, and cared for. And, you know, that we did fun things and had great rituals. Um, and, uh, you know, like even like, like this morning, you know, I, I wake up, you know, early f- with my kids and I make them breakfast and I, you know, kiss them good night or I drive them to the bus and, you know, like, <laughs> I'm this, yeah, yeah. you know, spending all those. Yeah. It's, it's hitting all, it's hitting all the buttons of, of being a dad and, and or, or of just being there. And, and my son's going to be out of the house. I mean, he's in seventh grade now, he, you know, it's like five more years and he's going to be gone. And, you know, I only have five more years to, to spend with him and to, to influence him and, and be supportive and be loving. And, and, uh, so, you know, I, I, I draw a lot of inspiration, you know, from the people I'm around, but like I said, it's, it's from the pain and, and from what's possible and, and the things that I want to provide. Yeah, it's true. Eh? One of one time will be the last time where you put him down and you never pick him up again, your son. That last time, and there's a lot of lasts, like you just said, in five years, he's going to leave the house and he's gone. Sure, you'll see him, but it will be a lot less. And we never really know when all those lasts happen. So it makes a lot of sense to me to be very intentional and, and pack it in, man, <laughs> while you can. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Yeah. And your dad, why was it so difficult? You're going to talk about it or is it that's set off limits? 
uh, no, I, 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 you know, my dad was older when he had me, you know, uh, and at that generation, mm-hmm. you know, I was, uh, he was 42 and my sister was nine years older. And, and, uh, and so, you know, by the time I was nine years old, they were already wanting me to be, you know, they wanted me to be the same age as my daughter, my sister. And, yeah. uh, instead of like looking at it as a, as a joy, I was look. I was. It was like I was, you know, I was a nuisance, and I was, yeah. um, you know, I, I, and, and so, and I can't, I can't imagine what that's like because, I'm like, the day my son was born was like the greatest joy in life. Like, you know, you you hold this precious thing, and and that becomes your instant best friend, or the same thing with your daughter it becomes your instant. You know, your instant family, it's what you created. And, and, and so, and, and my dad had, you know, pressures of being, uh, at, uh, uh, as an entrepreneur himself. And, and, and maybe that was also part of the generation. Like that generation was less, you know, giving or less, um, you know, there was certain roles, like the dad had a role and the mom had a role and, you know, the dad wasn't very nurturing and, you know, I, I don't know, but, you know, I can't, it's hard to make excuses, you know, um, my dad provided a great roof over my head. He, he gave me direction on where to go to college and, and did great foundational things for me. But, you know, at the end of the day, what I would have always wanted was that, like, I wanted him to take me to a baseball game or a basketball game and, yeah. and just, and have fond memories of that. And, uh, you know, and so as early as I could, I started taking my son to local games, you know, when he was one and a half, you know, one years old, you know, I started taking him to baseball games and basketball games and, and football games. Like I wanted him to get used to going to sporting events and, you know, is it was, was kind of like, you know, it was, it was, um, just, it was just all what I ever, what I ever wanted. Yeah. And like I said, it's not about the, amount of time because even if you if you get 15 minutes a day but you do it consistently every day and over time over the years that amounts to a lot of time it's like training you don't train 10 hours a day you train one hour or two hours and if you can train every day if actually in fact if you train 45 minutes and you do it seven days a week it has much bigger impact than if you do an hour and a half and you do it three you know three days a week and the next day you can't move you know, over time, you'll get more training time in with 45 minutes intervals. Yeah. And I think it's true, hey, what you said. I mean, dads at the time or that previous or previous, previous generation, it was much more functional, like paying, you pay or you provide. Um, but roles were set out. Moms were moms and dads were dads. And that's only slowly changing now with both parents, fathers want to be more involved and mothers, maybe some want to have more of a career. And that, by the way, is it's also a problem for moms that dads aren't uh, perceived as an actual strategy for a successful home in society. I think we discussed it in the last call because like, you know, if, if the chores naturally fall to mom, once the kids come, yeah, okay, that's a disadvantage for her career if, if she wants one. And so if, if we can empower dads, that's more optionality for moms, really. 
Yeah, for, for sure. It's, uh, it's very much about gender I mean, balance. That's, that's the last, you know, that's the last 20 years for us. And it's, it's amazing. And, um, you know, I look at the women that are, that are, that work at my office and I have such respect for them because I see how difficult it is. And, yeah. you know, one of the, you know, on, on a sidebar, you know, it, um, uh, one of the, um, the personal growth, uh, classes that I take, uh, is through YPO and it's a Harvard class and it's a one week a year for nine years. And you teach, teaches you about leadership and, 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 and being an entrepreneur and, and whatnot. But last year they brought in a couple of great speakers that it was about caring and it was mm-hmm. caring in the, in the workplace. And, and when I, what, how that resonated with me is I was just got home and, you know, we had a, it was a holiday for the kids on Monday, but I had everyone working and I was like, God, that just seems inconsistent about wanting to create a caring and family environment. And mm-hmm. so immediately that night, I send an email to everyone and say, oh, for Martin Luther King birthday, for, uh, in remembrance, er, you know, everyone gets it off. And I had two or three people that emailed me and said, you know, I can't thank you enough for having that time because it's a time to be able to be with my family and so on and so forth. And I looked at my entire schedule of days that uh, holidays that my, the kids are working, the kids are, the kids have off, but I have mandated for people to be in the office and, you know, provided, I think maybe eight more days off throughout the year, just so that my, my employees, my team members could be with their families, including between Christmas and new year's. And so like, as you were talking about, uh, women and families and how difficult it is. I mean, it, it was like front and center when they have to figure out what they're, they, the husband's working, the, the, they have to figure out what their kids are going to do, where they're going to be during that time when they have to go to work. And, you know, we treat, we completely changed it and said, how do we, how do we evolve as a business and, uh, and, and, create a business that is family friendly. And, and so those are, those are important topics and it. You know, that's part of being a dad, but that's also part of being a leader is, is recognizing, recognizing that there has been those many years of stereotypes of, uh, and if, you know, when we have women and leaders in our, in our companies, we have to, you know, honor them and, and do things for them so that it makes them, that their best selves and successful. Yeah. Yeah. And they're at a disadvantage as it is already. Women are yeah, in the workplace. And you know what? I think for giving them time off, well done for, for that, man. I mean, you're giving both sexes, obviously the time off, right? It goes for men and women. Um, but what I'm, what I think is that if you provide that time so they can be with family, you will get that time back from the business perspective, 150%, you know, because people stay longer, people will 
make sure their work is done so they can actually go on those days. And, and that's what we experience. You know, if you give people the freedom, um, they're not stupid. They understand that the work needs to be done and otherwise we, we can't do this. You know, like we do flexi time, for instance, in the business. And it's great for, for a lot of the employees because they have time with kids in the morning maybe or they don't have to rush out the house before um, before the kids wake up so they ditch traffic and, you know, they come in at 10 and there's no stress. Like they're actually stressed about it because they just stay an hour longer and they've had the morning and, and that's amazing. And But people honor that. People don't abuse it in, in, in general. And I think it's really, really good to do these things. Cool, man. All right. Thank you, Mark. You're that was welcome. really, really powerful. I, I enjoyed the session. Thank you so much. It was really, really good. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you for the opportunity. And, and uh, it is an honor to do this and, uh, and you know, for you and, and, and for uh, the EO, EO community. Thanks, man. Thank you, Mark. Super. Thank you so much for listening in. I really hope you liked the session. If you did, please share this podcast. I'm sure you know someone who wants to hear this. Make no mistake, your shares are meaningful and they drive our success. So thank you for sharing. Thanks for listening in. Hope to catch you next time. Have an awesome day. Ciao.